0: Welcome to the Sardis Fellowship Sermon Podcast. Today's message was originally preached on Mother's Day Sunday, May 9th, 2021, by Pastor Rod Heppel. Today's message is the second sermon in our new series entitled, Growing Up in Christ Together. Check out SardisFellowship.com for more information about our church. Hello Sardis Fellowship. First off, I want to wish all of our mums out there today a happy Mother's Day. You know, who you are and what you do... And what you mean to us as our families or as a society goes well beyond words can ever truly express. But I want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, You know, may you know God's blessing in your life in the ways in which you serve as a mom or in the ways in which you have served in the past as a mom. So you probably know we're on to a new sermon series called Growing Up in Christ Together. We started it last Sunday. And our focus today is on carrying each other's burdens, but I want to just add a clarifier here that in no way did I have in mind this message uh, for Mother's Day. It just didn't coincide in my mind when I was preparing it. Now, if something fits, that's great, Uh, but nothing in particular in this message had moms in mind. The emphasis of the whole idea of growing up in Christ together is on two things. One, maturing in Christ, and two, doing this in Christian community. And what I have in mind there really is the family and our church family, that God uses Christian community in order to instruct us and to shape us um, to be disciples of Christ. So let's review where we were last week. We looked at this illustration of a plant or a tree, and we talked about how the goal of a plant is to bear fruit, right, or produce. You don't plant a seed in hopes it'll just look nice. Uh, You do it because you want it to produce fruit. So in the same way, or in a similar way, in our spiritual lives, we don't just want to look good, we want to grow and mature in Christ that it might benefit others. And you know, it starts in our own homes, right? It benefits our own family first and then to all other people around us. I gave you this little illustration from my own experience of gardening where I noted that I'd had four different outcomes from my seed planting efforts over the years. So I said outcome number one, It's when I get it right, you know, I take care of the plant, I do everything right and it produces a crop and that's success. So that's outcome one. Outcome number two though is where I take care of a plant for a while and then I forget about it. But before it actually dies, I nurture it back to life and you know, it kind of comes around and it produces some fruit or maybe slightly smaller fruit than the first option. Outcome number three is where I don't pay attention at all. I don't care for the plant. I forget about it and it dies. It withers up and it produces no fruit at all. That's the worst case scenario. But then there was this category four where I care for a plant. It seems to be doing fine. It's got a stalk and it's got the branches. But for some reason, it doesn't produce any fruit. And I've wondered about that, that number four. Remember that this category was the one that we talked about was tricky to try to understand the why behind it. Like why does a plant look good but doesn't bear fruit? And this category should cause us to pause and to reflect because we for sure don't want our faith to look like number four. And it's my belief that if we're not intentional about our growing up in Christ together, then we could kind of slip into this category and maybe not even really realize it. Now the reason why I'm using this illustration Um, Of the four different outcomes, is because I want to help us evaluate our own maturing, growing up process in Christ as disciples. So evaluating ourselves. Am I being attentive and nurturing this area in my life? Or number two, have I forgotten about it and I really need to refocus? Or worst case scenario, number three, my heart is hard and something has to change or I'll wither and die and produce no fruit. Or category four, am I just kind of like playing around and faking it? and not being sincere in following Jesus. Now, I am not the one who judges us on these things. This message and series is designed to encourage us to spur us on in our walk with Jesus. It is the Lord himself who speaks to each of us about these things in our lives. In John 15, he says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. So that's our goal. These messages are to redirect our attention back onto Jesus that we might hear his voice speaking to us about the things in our lives that he wants to prune in order to bear the fruit that he wants to produce in us and through us. So today's topic is growing up in Christ together through carrying each other's burdens. Now this comes right out of Galatians 6.2 where the Apostle Paul says to the Galatian Christians, carry each other's burdens And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So we're talking about caring for one another. And that's how we're going to grow up together in Christ, through caring for one another. Now, burdens, we all have them, right? Some are the common ones that we each carry, you know, getting out of bed, going to school, going to work, paying the bills, fighting off the aches and pains and the colds of life that we have, right? Those kinds of symptoms. These are the common burdens of life. However, there can be times when these kind of common burdens become acute. There's some kind of trial that comes along all of a sudden, and the regular trials of life seem to become overwhelming. It could be a financial need or an emotional need or a physical or a spiritual one. Something goes wrong, and it becomes an acute need in our lives for a time. And I think COVID is actually one of those trials that have come along in life, and it's affecting people in various ways and to varying degrees. But then there are those other kinds of trials that are lifelong and they never really go away. Maybe you or a loved one has a permanent disability or an incurable disease or you live with pain every day. Or maybe there's a person who's born into abject poverty in a place in the world where most likely very little will ever change in their lifetime. The burden is more than just for a time, it's, it's for a lifetime. There are also burdens that are spiritual in nature. Uh, we struggle. Uh, with sin or doubts and fears or choices that loved ones have made that just cause our hearts to ache or there's a crisis of faith and you wonder if God is there if he loves you or if you're truly saved and for all of these kinds of situations and more we need each other to walk with one another and carry each other's burdens and when we do we will grow up in Christ together. There was a counseling center here in Chilliwack and in the Fraser Valley for a number of years called burden bearers. And maybe you remember hearing about them. Now, the idea of the name was that the counselors uh, were there to help carry the burden of the client for a time so that the client didn't feel like they were all alone and overwhelmed. So the counselor shared in the burden. They were burden bearers. That, that's exactly what we are in the body of Christ to each other. There are times and ways in which we are to share each other's burdens. We too are burden bearers. I don't know that I need to describe our burdens much more because everyone has them and I'm sure that you could describe them quite well yourself. If you're living life today, you know what burdens are. They come in all sorts of shapes and sizes and at times they can cause us to feel like we'll never see the light of day again. Sometimes they're those regular sorts of life type things, you know, Uh, but other times it's life itself. And some of you know what I'm talking about because you've lost a loved one on the more regular sorts of trials of life. I remember back when Ann and I bought our house and you're just trying to make your payments and carry your mortgage, you just wanna make it, right? Well, one day I came home to a house full of broken appliances, or so it felt. The hot water tank had sprung a leak and it needed to be replaced. The elements on the stove weren't working and then the washing machine quit too. Well, you've had those days, you know about it, right? Uh, I remember being downstairs in the laundry room and I just sat down on the floor and I put my head down and I had a little pity party with God about his sovereign will to allow this to happen to me. One of those moments. You know, you hear the voice of the apostle Paul saying, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And then I think, yeah, but Paul, you didn't have appliances. Just a joke. In the grand scheme of things, these are the trivial burdens of life that we carry. However, in those moments when they kind of compound, they can make us feel overwhelmed. And what a difference it makes in our lives when someone comes along and they lend a hand or they share a kind word or they pray with us. Somehow that helps to just spread out that load because we're sharing it. It's not all on my shoulders. On this particular occasion, it was Jason McCutcheon who shared my load. He came over and he fixed two of the appliances and he put me onto a guy who helped replace my hot water tank. So thank you, Jason you helped carry my burden that day. Now, there's a context for the Apostle Paul saying these words, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Rob actually preached on this context two weeks ago when he spoke on the church in Galatia. There was a group of people that thought that they were spiritual because they practiced certain aspects of the law. And Paul has been pushing back on this group. In fact, he's just outlined in chapter five of Galatians that true spiritualness comes from the Holy Spirit. And you will know a truly spiritual person by these kinds of things. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then Paul says, against such things there is no law. You know, no law can produce this kind of true spiritual maturity. So with that in mind, Paul is teaching them a new understanding of spiritual maturity, and we're gonna read about it right here in this passage. So Galatians 1 to five. I'll start by reading in the NIV, which is the New International Version. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. While this passage is fresh in your mind from the New International Version, I'm going to read it one more time, but this time I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation, as I think that it kind of helps us understand what Paul is trying to say to us. So this is Galatians 6, 1 to 5 in the New Living Translation. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by sin or some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you're too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You're not that important. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we each are responsible, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. So let's try to get the flow of thought that Paul has here. Uh, chapter 5, Paul's just shown what spiritual life really looks like when you're led by the Spirit. But here he seems to switch kind of gears a little bit to caution them. In case they're hearing a message that they would never struggle again with sin, he wants to remind them that Christians will slip up in sin. The verb that he uses here for caught in sin has the sense of slipping up, and some Bibles actually translate it that way. It's not that this Christian blatantly went out to sin. Paul might have a different way of addressing that. They were just not paying attention to keeping in step with the spirit. And sin is always an opportunist, right? It's crouching at the door of our life, ready to pounce when given the chance. So this idea of helping to restore a person who has sinned is actually an example of carrying each other's burdens. Of course, it includes much more than this, but this is one way in which we uh, can carry a brother or sister's burden. That when they sin, we help to restore them and we do it gently. Now, the word used here for restore is a medical term. And it has this sense of a doctor who's setting a broken bone, like an arm. And uh, they're to do it gently. I mean, isn't that how you would want your doctor to fix your broken arm? Well, that's how we are to help restore each other in order to walk rightly again in the path of God. So the goal is restoration. It's the restoration of a brother and sister who sinned. And the approach is gentleness and humility. We know this because Paul goes on to say, watch yourselves. If you become proud thinking that you're better than your brother or sister who sinned, be careful. Or you also may be tempted to fall into the same sin. Paul is saying, if you think you're above sinning, well, you're deceived. But he's also saying that if you think that you're above helping someone who has sinned, you are also deceived. Both are wrong. Both need to be corrected. In verse 3, it says, if you think you are important, or pardon me, if you think you are too important to help someone, you're only fooling yourself. You are not that important. And I love it here, right? This is like sober-mindedness. You're not that good. Keep that straight in your mind. There are always cultural elements that are going on in the background of a scripture passage that help us understand it. And Today, in this case, there is one. It's this imagery of carrying each other's burdens that is that of a soldier who has a pack and he has the right to ask someone to carry their pack a certain distance. So, in essence, you're forced to carry it. Now, at that time, many people would have seen themselves as above that, like they're too important to carry out such a menial task. With that idea in the background, Paul is challenging the mindset of those people who thought that they were spiritual by keeping the law. And they thought that they were better than others if they did that well. Like they were too good to stoop down to help a person who was caught in sin. They would rather show their spirituality by not even associating with that person. And Paul comes along here and he says, no, no. A truly spiritual mature person is the person who will help carry another person's burden. Well, why? Well, because they know full well that they've either been there themselves or if they're not careful, they could be how true it is of us as well. You know, it's hard to walk alongside a person who has sinned. And it's not only just hard, but sometimes I think maybe we think it might reflect bad on us. But growing up in Christ together means that we need each other and we need to be there to help each other stay on track in our relationship with God, that we look out for each other and we care for one another. Let's finish the thought that Paul has here in this passage before I take us on to looking a little bit more fully on our verse of carrying each other's burdens. Um, Because we might wonder what's going on between verse two and verse five. If you look at those two verses, you see in verse two, Paul says, carry each other's burdens. And in verse five, he says, each one should carry their own load. So which is it? Is it we carry or I carry? Well, it's really both. Uh, Paul actually uses two different words for the word burden or load. And he, he puts a twist on it in verse five. He kind of spiritualizes it. He shifts it from a physical pack that one is to carry to the idea of our load being our life's work of following Jesus. In verse 2, people can help you and come alongside you, but in verse 5, Paul is actually saying, in the end, we all stand before God alone to give account for our lives. No one else at that point carries your burden. It's all about your own calling to walk faithfully with God. For that, we give account, and we do that on our own. So with that idea in mind, let's read again verse 4 and 5. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. So don't compare how well you think you're doing by looking at the person who's weaker or who's been caught in sin. That comparison counts for nothing. In fact, Paul says on another occasion in 2 Corinthians 10... Verse 12, we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves. When they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. So the whole point is don't compare and don't compete. The goal is not that we compete with each other, but rather that we help carry each other's burdens, that we help each other in our walk with God through the struggles of life that we have so that we all hear the Lord say, well done, my good and faithful servant. God's growing up process, spiritually speaking, for us is not that someone else carries our burdens forever, but rather to help us for a time. And eventually, um, I'm going to grow up to the point that I have learned how to carry my own burden, and I'm able to actually help someone else carry their burden. So just as someone helped me with mine, so now I help someone else. There's a mutualness to this. Uh, That's the principle of disciple making. Someone helped me and now I help you and now you are able to help someone else and so on and so forth. That's how discipleship works. Let's look for a moment at the second half of this first because it's kind of interesting. The first half we've been talking about carrying each other's burdens, but then it says, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Now we might wonder, well, what does Paul exactly have in mind when he's talking about the law of Christ? Um, The law of Christ is everything about Jesus. It includes his teaching, but it also includes what he did. So, you know, he taught us to love one another, but it also includes the fact he modeled what loving one another looks like. Uh, Think of the night that Jesus washes disciples' feet, and he says to them about serving. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. You should serve one another. I've set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. So Jesus taught it, Jesus did it. And it seems like Paul's picking up on that. And in Galatians 5, 13, Paul says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself, which Jesus also taught. So the law of Christ is serving one another humbly in love. So if we want to know if we're keeping Christ's law, we could ask ourselves these kinds of questions. Are we loving our neighbor as ourselves? Are we serving one another humbly in love? And are we carrying each other's burdens? Now I will admit, those are very challenging questions. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Now there's a lot of questions that we may have about this command. I've noticed recently on the radio, these talk show programs that there'll be a host and then there'll be a guest, like the expert, and then people will call in with their question. And lately, of course, it's been about COVID. So I'm just gonna pretend for a moment that this is a little call-in program, a little radio program here. So caller one asks, what exactly are these burdens that Paul has in mind here? Are they spiritual, physical, emotional, or financial? Well, thank you, caller one. I think that's an excellent question, even though I wrote it. It seems that Paul has in mind a wide range of burdens, even though he's just mentioned the one. Um, It's more than just the spiritual here to restore a brother and sister in Christ, it's all of those ones that we have just looked at, and it's according to the ability that you can and the opportunity that God gives you. Caller number two, welcome to our show today. What's your question? Uh, If I'm going to help someone, to what degree should I help them, and how should I know where to draw a line and not be taken advantage of? That is a very insightful question as well. (sighs) To be honest, it takes real wisdom, doesn't it, to know how to help carry someone's burden. I think often praying about it is important, and talking to someone to get advice before you enter into helping this person. And if you're married, always talk to your spouse about this before you say yes to doing something. It's better to save your marriage and lose a friend than the other way around. Having boundaries when helping someone is an important aspect of knowing how to carry someone's burden. We must be careful, because there are people that aren't truly seeking to grow up in Christ, and... They will be content to take whatever people are willing to give them, and they're not willing to contribute back. And that's just not right. That is not the burden for another person to carry. As Paul said in verse 5, each one should learn to carry their own load. Caller number three. Yeah, thanks for taking my call today. For how long do I help carry someone's burden? Again, this, this takes wisdom to know. And, um, and prayer and asking advice again are two good pieces of, of wisdom. I would say that in my experience, you need to assess the need and what you're able to and what you're able or not able to do. And if the person needs further help, you need to be ready to refer them or to empower them to seek out finding the help that they need that goes beyond yourself. Now, if you are able to walk alongside a person for a time, uh, usually it's more intense at the beginning. And then as time goes on, your commitment level can taper off. Again, remembering the goal that it's to try to help a person for a time make it through that that acute time so that they're then able to carry their own burden in life. Our our job is to uphold them for a time, to point them to Jesus, where they can find their rest for their own souls and their own fulfillment in God. Uh, We don't fix or heal people. We... um, we, we can't take their pain away. Only Jesus can bear that load. We just point them to Jesus. He's the one who said in Matthew 11, come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Well, that concludes our little radio call-in program here. Although I'm sure there's a lot of other questions that potentially could come out of a topic like this. The point is, all of this takes wisdom to know what you can do or not to know how much you can give or you can't and to know when you need to draw a boundary and say that's as far as i can go but god calls us to carry each other's burdens i want to be careful though for the person listening today that might hear the wrong message there are some of you who are very involved in helping to carry each other's burdens and i do not want you to hear a message today that says you need to be doing more Uh, probably the message you need to hear is it's okay to say no. And it's okay to draw boundaries. And it's okay to say to a person, it's time now for you to do this on your own. But for others of us, maybe our focus has been a little bit too much on looking inward. And we haven't really been looking outward to the ones that God has put in our life, where we're called upon to carry their burdens. And it could be even within our own home. We want to be sure that we're living this out. We're commanded to. Now, as we think of the home life and the church family, surely there's someone that is in your home or in our church family that God's placed there where you could be of help to them. Uh, You don't have to be a highly trained person in order to do this. I think more than anything, we need to be willing and aware. Sometimes Uh, It's through small things where we send a note of encouragement or place a phone call just to see how a person's doing. It, It could be paying attention to when someone has a baby and dropping off a gift or a meal, or when a person loses a loved one, just to send them a note of encouragement, let them know that you're praying for them. Those are kind of ways that we all can help. There are other challenges that are heavier. You walk alongside a friend through loss. Could be loss of a job or loss of a spouse or a loved one. It could be the loss of a marriage. Or you have one of those all-encompassing trials of life where a loved one has a serious ailment or disability and it demands your all. It, It could be that you're caring for an aging parent and the burden is increasing as they get older. You know, we're all called to do this at varying types of degrees. We're called to do it in our homes and we're called to do it in our church family. And you know, when we do practice this caring for one another. We grow up together in Christ. Are you able to make time for others? Can you lend a listening ear? Are you able to extend sympathy or empathy rather than judgment? You know, these are the kinds of qualities that a person who's able to care for someone else has. But remember this. We need to remember this. We do it for a time, not forever. And we do it through the gifts that God has given us. And we do it with the resources we have and the time we have. We don't take away their pain, but rather we uphold them and we point them to Jesus. And remember, we're free to say no when it's just too much. Everyone has life circumstances that you have to consider when helping others. And while we help carry each other's burdens for a time, the goal is that each person learns to carry their own, who in turn can help someone else carry theirs. I want to close by sharing a story, an illustration of this in my own life in a time when I was in need of someone to help carry my burdens. I was a um, young man, 23 years old, maybe 24, and I had just started leading a youth ministry at my former church, Cloverdale Baptist, where I grew up. And there was uh, an opportunity for me to go away to one of these prayer conferences designed for pastors in ministry. And over the course of the weekend, I had a group of men who laid hands on me and they, they prayed over me. I had been plagued by the guilt and shame of my sin. And I wanted to know the freedom in Christ that had been the theme and the focus of this prayer retreat. It was a very spiritually intense time in my life. And after that weekend was over, I mean, I felt great knowing the forgiveness of Christ for me, but I also felt like I was on my own again, um, away from that kind of safe spiritual bubble of godly people who are just upholding you in prayer. Now, unbeknown to me, Uh, the leaders of the conference, very wisely had identified people like myself who would need follow-up. So there was a pastor from Willingdon who was asked and tasked to reach out to me and to walk alongside me for a time. This man drove from Burnaby to Cloverdale almost once a week, and he did that for about a year. He took me through Neil Anderson's victory over the darkness material, and he really gave a lot of himself. He got no pay for it, I don't know that he got much return by way of reward. He expended his energy and his time, and I don't know that I ever sufficiently thanked him. But the point is this, I needed someone to walk alongside me and Paul Johnson did that for me. He's not the only one by any means. Many have been there for me in varying times of need. But that was an acute time in my life when doubts and fears abounded and I needed a person to help carry my spiritual burden. Carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Thanks, Paul Johnson. And thanks, the Apostle Paul, for those words. Now, who might God have in your life that you could do that for? But there's also a group of you that might be the one who is facing something by way of an acute need in your life right now, a time that is exceedingly difficult. And who do you maybe have in your own family or your church family that you could approach for help? You can always call us here at the office and reach out to. We can be of help of having people who can walk alongside you during a time like this. Join with me as we pray. Our Father in heaven, this is a topic where we need the empowering of the Holy Spirit. We want to be people who truly carry out the command of Christ, that we are to carry one another's burdens. We want to do it in such a way that is filled with love and gentleness and humility. I pray that there would never be a spirit of pride or competitiveness, but rather always a spirit of working together that we might help each other get back onto the track of following Christ and walking with you faithfully. May we care for one another in the ways that you give us opportunity to the degree that we can and not feel anything beyond that. So we commit ourselves to being those kind of people. We want to grow up in Christ together by doing this. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. Here are our discussion questions for today. One, was there a time in your life when someone helped to carry your burden? What lasting impact has that had on you? Two, what are some of the trickies you've encountered when trying to help carry someone's burden? Three, is there someone in your life right now that you know is carrying a burden? What might be a way that you could help them at this time? Thanks for listening to the Sardis Fellowship Sermon Podcast. For more information on Sardis Fellowship, please check out sardisfellowship.com.